0: You're listening to Discovering the Truth with Dan Duvall. This week's podcast comes a few days early as we are going to be enjoying a podcast that was actually recorded August 6th. And. It was a conversation between myself and Dave Hayes, the Praying Medic, on the subject of Q. This is called All About Q, Part 2, and because I didn't want to delay the release of this podcast anymore, this podcast has actually already received uh, approaching 100,000 views on YouTube anyway. I'm releasing it days early. I know you're really going to enjoy it. Before we get to the podcast, I just want to give you all a few updates. Bride Ministries is continuing to move forward at breakneck speed. We just recorded the Inner Healing Ministry Fundamentals course. So watch out because in the next couple weeks, you're going to see at the Bride Ministries Institute on our website, BrideMovement.com, that becoming available. And for those of you that have wanted to figure out, hey, How do you integrate altars and deal with fragments and parts? How do you understand dissociation in the context of biblical revelation? What do you do in order to get memory work successfully achieved? How do you actually execute timeline correction in the context of ministry? This course is going to cover all of that and a lot more. It was it's a it's a very deep, very meaty course, and it is a crash course in inner healing fundamentals. So keep an eye out for that if that's your interest area. I know many of you listen to this podcast for training and continual updates on the inner healing conversation. We are also going to be doing a men's group at bride Ministries is going to be a course it's going to be a course to empower men kind of like our other courses whether it be grace in christ the kingdom so forth it's going to be interactive and engaging there is going to be a sign up coming this week so keep your eye out for that it's going to show up on the shop page at BrideMovement.com. sorry ladies men only i want to say thank you for those of you that continue to support us financially and i want to encourage you guys look uh, bride ministries we are pioneering so many things we need your help uh, you can support us financially by going to BrideMovement.com, clicking our donate page, or writing to us at P.O. Box 835-661-Richardson-Texas-75083. We love to get letters from you guys, and we you know, um, are just overjoyed at the testimonies that come in regularly with them. Uh, we, we just really appreciate you all. And so with that said, we're going to jump right into the program. I'm excited to present to you. All About Cube Part 2 with Dave Hayes. Don't go anywhere. We'll be right back. Well, folks, welcome back to another episode of Discovering the Truth with Dan Duvall. You know, I am really excited about a follow-up to All About Q, and this will be All About Q round two, and we had a really awesome conversation at the beginning of the summer, Dave, and man, have some things developed over the course of the summer, so I'm really looking forward to this conversation because I know there's going to be so much to talk about, so it's good to be back with you, brother.
1: Yeah, well, it's good to be back with you again. Uh, as you may have noticed, the mainstream media kind of uh, went off on cue the last week or so. And there's been a lot of developments, so lots to talk about.
0: Well, I, as a matter of fact, that's absolutely true. And you, you do a really good job doing your updates and so many of our folks at Bride Ministries are listening to you and and keeping up with the developments because I mean your QD codes are about as good as they get and and folks if you haven't uh, followed or tracked with Dave check him out and check him out on YouTube because he he really is following this um, developing phenomenon now I want to talk about that I want to talk about the recent Q exposure in the media good bad ugly and so forth, what's going on, Dave?
1: Well, uh, a lot is going on. And how you interpret the events is probably, I don't know, determined by your, uh, your background. Um, I have a lot of friends who are following me on Twitter who are kind of freaked out. They're like, oh no, the mainstream media is attacking Q. I'm like, yep, that's actually the plan. The, the, that was the plan from the beginning. The plan from the beginning was to recruit a group of uh, researchers on 4chan and then it moved to 8chan to begin the work of uh, digging into and doing some citizen journalism and and research into some various things. And once um, their information became a little more public through people like myself and other people who are. On Twitter and Facebook and, and YouTube reporting what we're finding. The plan was for this information to hit the mainstream. It's kind of odd because people, a lot of people perceive it as if the mainstream media all of a sudden on one weekend jumped on Q and there's dozens and dozens of articles, you know, all, all of them negative about Q. Um, and. It's easy to perceive that as an unexpected event. From what I see Q and the team saying is, no, this was exactly what they wanted to happen. In fact, Q's latest post says, before the big news can drop, we needed this thing to go mainstream. They kind of drew this out into the mainstream and they've been waiting for for the Q movement to go mainstream so that they could, and I think the big drop is what is going to be declassified, the, um, the FISA application on Carter Page, which is going to implicate a lot of people in the Obama administration and the FBI and DOJ, former FBI and DOJ people, who developed a, a plot to make sure that President Trump wasn't, uh, wasn't elected, and if he did get elected, that they could either impeach him or move him from office. This whole thing was planned out and there's a lot of evidence, I believe, that's going to come out when this Carter Page FISA application, the rest of it is declassified. And that is what Q is posting about in the last few days, that they wanted this to go mainstream so that when that information comes out, a lot of people
0: would know about it. So all of this negativity surrounding Q, all of these articles, all of this news is actually not necessarily a bad thing.
1: No, it's not a bad thing it is it um, is it it is bringing the, the conversation to the forefront, right? So now a lot of people are going and they're looking into it and they're researching and they're digging and they're watching videos and they're listening to different people and their opinions. Uh, that is, I think it's a good thing. I think it's very healthy. Some of the crazy stuff in the Q movement, it needs to be exposed. There is some really zany stuff that, is not healthy and is not good, and hopefully that will be removed from the Q movement. Um, There's controlled opposition, there is (laughs) infiltration, there is all kinds of things going on in the Q movement. But this is, I think overall, a good thing as Q moves into the next phase of the operation, which looks like it's going to be uh, prosecution. Further exposure of corruption and then prosecution.
0: Well. That's a fascinating uh, viewpoint. I wouldn't expect you to have any less of one along these lines, otherwise we'd be sitting here saying, well folks, (laughs) let's forget about Q and move on. Uh, He's been exposed. But the thing is, and this is what I think people always need to keep in mind, most of the mainstream media takes their cues from the CIA. They, They have folks at the CIA that tell them what they can and cannot or should or should not actually focus their energies on and angles to take. And uh, Operation
1: Mockingbird has been around for a long time.
0: Well, and that's what it's called, Operation Mockingbird. Folks, if you didn't know about it, look it up. So I'm always very wary about what the uh, powers that be are slamming. Um, And I want to talk now more about this because, okay, we want to address that right at the beginning, because that's the big news, right? The queue's getting slammed. Right. Coming back to the FISA application. Okay. Tell me a little bit more about this and a little bit more about how bad <clears throat> you okay.
1: get. The the basic rundown on the FISA application hmm. is and, and this is just I've done a ton of research. I did a recent video on FISA, the process, the application, FISA court, all of that. And I did a very deep dive into FISA. It's like an hour and five minutes. And if people are interested in learning the ins and outs of FISA, the application process, the court, how that process was used to spy on the Trump campaign, watch that video. But I'll give you kind of a a five minute overview of that whole process. We are in what I would call an an intelligence war. It's become apparent as documents have been declassified as the house intelligence committee has done their investigation devin nunez has found out that barack obama's administration weaponized the intelligence uh, apparatus they used the spying and surveillance both domestically and through the five eyes agreement through uk canada new zealand we have a, a mutual agreement it, it seems more evidence is coming out that proves that the Obama administration weaponized the intelligence agencies to spy on political opponents to, and, and I'm not going to go into that, all the details because there's way more involved in this. Um, there is, oh gosh, there's so much corruption on so many different levels in so many different countries on so many different targets, but the thing that's going to come out that people need to know about was the FBI and the DOJ, the process that they use to do surveillance on anyone that is perceived to be a foreign spy, a foreign nation. They use that process to spy on a political opponent during an election, right? So. The Hillary campaign in 2016 was ramping up and the Obama administration did not want Trump to be elected. The Obama administration and the Hillary campaign worked together in a very elaborate process. They essentially allowed private contractors access to the FISA database that is maintained by the NSA. The NSA has a large database all people's phone calls, emails, text message, everything. It's all in the, in the NSA database. The NSA maintains that database and they allow the FBI and Department of Justice access to it if they have a warrant, if they have probable cause, if they have a legitimate reason to access the database. What the FBI and DOJ did was they allowed private contractors to access that database illegally, to get information on people like Carter Page so that they could take that information, put it into a dossier, hand it off to British intelligence sources who would then rework the dossier. It would come back to the FBI, the FBI uh, Director, James Comey, and the DOJ uh, Attorney General, in let's see, Sally Yates had signed off on one of the FISA applications. Rosenstein signed off on one. And I think Dana Bente also signed off on one. So you had someone from the DOJ, someone from the FBI. They take this laundered intelligence information, which came from the database. They're, they took it to the Foreign Intelligence Surveillance Court and requested a authorization to spy on Carter Page, The tricky thing about Carter Page is he was accused by the FBI of being a spy. The FBI went to the Foreign Intelligence Surveillance Court and told them, we believe Carter Page is a Russian spy. We want a Title I authorization to spy on him. Surveillance. And Title I surveillance is the most intrusive kind of surveillance. It's not that they're looking at your text messages or emails, they are monitoring all of your communications with everyone in your circle of influence. Anyone that you talk to, anyone you come in contact with, those people are also under surveillance. Because Title I, surveillance, is given when you believe the person is a threat to national security, a terrorist, or a Russian uh, spy of, of some kind or, or who's involved in espionage. That's the kind of danger level that a Title I surveillance order involves. And that's what they got on Carter Page. The really The really bad thing about this is they went and got requested a, an order to spy on Carter Page in June and probably August of 2016. But Carter Page was an FBI informant in March of 2016. He was working on a case. He had been working as an informant for the FBI for three years. Uh, Evgeny uh, Buryakov was a, a Russian operative and the FBI was working on a case to, to prosecute this guy. Carter Page was their main witness. <laughs> he was their informant. In March of 2016, he was their informant. In July, he goes to the court and says, no, we think Carter Page is a Russian spy. We want to surveil him. Right? <laughs> so this, this is all this is all gonna come out in these documents. All right. Carter Page
0: Mm-mm.
1: somehow is worked into the Trump campaign. They get him into the Trump campaign, they get an order to spy on him, and now they can spy on everybody in the Trump campaign. Oh. They did the same thing with Paul Manafort. Paul Manafort was also under FBI surveillance. He had been under FBI surveillance since 2014 related to activities that he had uh, with Ukraine. Mm -hmm. So they had Paul Manafort and Carter Page brought into the Trump campaign so that they could spy on the entire campaign through those two people. They used the government spying apparatus to spy on a political opponent. They falsified information. They, when you, when you present an application to the FISA court, mm-hmm. you have to sign an affidavit, swearing that you have verified the evidence you're presenting before the court to be true and factual. They used the dossier, the Steele dossier, which James Comey himself testified before Congress and told President Trump was a salacious and unverified document. Wow. That's the document they used to get the order to spy on Carter Page.
0: That's a big deal. So
1: they, Yeah, they presented false information before a federal court. They lied. They covered the whole thing up. They spied on a political opponent using our surveillance apparatus. Uh, they, they, mm. they used that whole apparatus to start the Mueller investigation. That was the pretext for all of this was mm-hmm. they wanted to manufacture the appearance that Trump was colluding with Russia. So that's, that's kind of the, the nuts and bolts of it.
0: That is so good. Okay, so that's, that takes me to the next point because I want to get you to talk about this from the vantage point of w- what's coming out with Q. And that is, okay, Donald Trump Jr. is on the hot seat right yep. now. Uh, he was in a meeting with Manafort and others. Uh, This is all over the news. It's like, all right, they were colluding with Russia. They were getting all this data uh, against Hillary Clinton, knowing that they were getting it, and now they're trying to cover it up, so on and so forth, Trump's a criminal. And just today I heard someone say he should resign because he's no longer fit for office on MSNBC. And it's just like, okay, uh, clearly the media is sending a message. They have an agenda, and that's to get him out of office. Okay. What's going on here? Can I
1: give you some, all right, here's here's what yeah. people don't know about that meeting at Trump Tower. Please talk to me. Dude, you're not going to believe this. I would. This was such a setup. We're talking about Natalia Veselnitskaya, the, mm. the Russian attorney. Yep. Who, she came to the U.S. ostensibly to bring some information to the Trump campaign, which was basically opposition research on the Hillary campaign. Right? Yeah. First of all, she was not allowed into the US. Her visa had been denied, her visa request. Loretta Lynch had to personally approve a temporary visa to allow her to come into the country. She had been involved in some shady dealings in the past Mm -hmm. and she had her visa uh, yanked. So Loretta Lynch had to do a special deal to get her into the country. Number one. Number two, the day before Veselnitskaya met with Manafort and Trump Jr. at the Trump Tower, she met with Glenn Simpson of Fusion GPS. Hmm. And she met with Glenn Simpson the day after she met with Don Jr. and Manafort at Trump Tower. <clears throat> now, that's significant because Fusion GPS is the private, one of the private contractors that accessed the FBI data, database and was building the dossier and was building, helping build this opposition research on Trump. Oh. Wow. All right. In the intelligence community, there's actually a term for this. When you send out somebody, you do a briefing with your operative before they go into their meeting. You tell them what they're going to accomplish, what the objectives are, the questions they need to ask. Uh, basically just kind of a, a briefing of, look, you're going into this meeting and these are the things we want you to accomplish. Vesalist guy takes your orders from Glenn Simpson the day before she goes into Trump Tower meeting. She goes into Trump Tower ostensibly to give Don Jr. and Manafort, and I think Jared Kushner may have also been there, to offer them some information about the Hillary campaign, some dirt. According to everybody in the meeting, nothing happened. It was a big nothing burger. She has this meeting. She talks and talks and talks. Nothing ever comes of it. She never gives him any information. And everyone walks away from the meeting like, this is like a biggest waste of time. It's like, why do we even have this meeting? Okay. The next day, Veselnitskaya meets with Glenn Simpson. This is the post-meeting discussion. What happened? What did they say? How long was the meeting? Uh, What did you tell them? Right? So Glenn Simpson is getting his information from Veselnitskaya which that information goes into the dossier and goes into the opposition research that Fusion GPS is compiling against Trump. Okay. Whoa. The meetings that they set up with Trump's people were all merely designed to give the impression that Trump's people were colluding with Russians. I suspect that there were other people who had other meetings that were set up. Well, Jeff Sessions. Early on, people were saying that Jeff Sessions met with Kislyak, uh, the Russian ambassador Kislyak. And and they were making a big deal about, were you ever alone with the Russian ambassador Kislyak at this particular meeting? And what did you say? And what did he say? And what were your connections with him? And did you? what did you talk about? There was all this innuendo that Sessions may have been colluding with Russian ambassador. That meeting was set up by the Obama administration. <laughs> okay. People don't understand how much effort they went into set up these meetings with all these Russian people, with Trump's people, to try to create the imp- illusion that they were colluding with Russians. That this whole thing is about, about, creating a narrative and continue to spin this whole thing that Trump and his team people were colluding with Russians. But it looks more and more, more and more like uh, the Obama and Hillary team set all those meetings up.
0: That's a really, really fascinating addendum to all of this information that's coming out. And I'll tell you, um, well, it makes some sense. Now, Obviously, if you are playing against the deep state, uh, they're going to have layers of plans in place should things not go their way. And so it's no wonder that as things, and I, I believe a lot of things have not gone their way, layers of the plan are being implemented. And do you think that this is going to prove to be a major hurdle for the Trump administration uh, because they 're not going to let it go
1: it 's a house of cards, and it 's about to collapse <laughs> the The case against Trump is going to be blown away there There really isn 't much of a case against Trump.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Um, there is a very strong case against the Obama administration and the Hillary campaign uh, we 're going to find out more information about how they colluded with the UK intelligence SIS, uh, MI5 and MI6 and the UK government was complicit in this plan to make sure Trump didn't get elected. That is about to come out. The dealings with the Russians, how Hillary's campaign colluded with people like Veselnitskaya and other Russians to come into the States and give the appearance that Trump was mixed up with these Russian people. There was coordination between powers in Russia and Hillary's campaign. <laughs> that, that, is, that is going to be exposed. Um, the, the Five Eyes connection, especially with UK is about to come out. Uh, I actually had a dream about that um, not too long ago. Okay, uh, uh, can, I, can I get you to talk about the dream? I've been having a lot of dreams lately okay. about things that Q has been posting. In one of the dreams, um, I saw the exposure of the corruption in the British intelligence community and how they had colluded and they had aided and abetted what is what amounts to espionage, illegal espionage on, on Americans. And, and they have a vested interest in it. And that's going to be exposed. Uh, I, I've just... The dreams are coming so fast about all, this, all these things being exposed. It's kind of crazy.
0: Um, I wouldn't be surprised if we start to see indictments pretty soon, actually. That takes me uh, to the next question I have because I want to let you talk about the Hillary Clinton email server. Right. What's going on there?
1: <laughs> What's going on there? Well, uh, the FBI vault uh, Twitter account just released... Partially redacted, but not all that redacted. notes from the Hillary email in, uh, investigation from the FBI records. My, my, my. things that the government is trying to hide. so th- if you if you plow through those documents, you learn some interesting things. Number one is evidence that Peter Strzok and James Comey lied about the email investigation before before the election. So you remember when Comey came out on July 5th and exonerated Hillary and said no prosecutor would prosecute Hillary. Um, She was careless but not legally negligent and all this other stuff. So Hillary was exonerated. And then the Anthony Weiner laptop shows up. In the, in the evidence bin in New York with the uh, NYPD. It's turned over to the field office in New York for the FBI. They send a request to Quantico to get a search warrant because the w- current warrant they had didn't allow them to look into Wiener's um, emails and laptops. They found, I think, 335,000 Blackberry messages and 350,000 emails, and they were all from Hillary's account. So they had to get a search warrant. They sent a request to FBI headquarters. Andrew McCabe sat on that request and never authorized a search warrant because they, did, they wanted this thing to go away before and, and, and wait till after the election. I think that request went out either late September or early October. McCabe and Strock knew about it and kept it quiet and didn't tell Comey until the end of October right before the election Comey kind of panicked and then he says he sent a, a search warrant to the New York FBI field office to give them permission to look into the emails on Anthony Weiner's laptop they through their wizardry uh, they were able to deduplicate a lot of the emails and they told us publicly that they were able to look at all the emails and found that there was nothing in there that was needed to be further investigated, and they closed the email investigation, I think five days before the election. All right, that was the narrative that Peter Strzok told and James Comey told us. They investigated all the emails on Wiener's laptop, closed the investigation, it was all done. In this FBI vault release from a couple days ago, There's actually the order that Peter Strzok signed to have the emails and the hard drive investigated, had their technology group go through and go through all the emails. That order didn't go out until November 9th, the day after the election. Hmm. So they never looked at any of the emails prior to the election. They lied to the American people said they had looked through the emails when they didn't even order the investigation until after the election was over. That's one of the things that came out of this FBI vault drop. The other thing is um, Hillary actually had two servers. She had the primary one and she had another, a backup server that was being maintained by Platte River network. Mm-hmm. And no one really knew there were two servers, but there were, I haven't, been able to sort through all the, the finer, fine details of it, but it looks as if the state department has had Hillary's emails for a long time and they are in FBI possession. And we're going to find out uh, more about that. I, I did read in there that a lot of the emails were classified at the top secret or SCI level. Um, we, the FBI knows for a fact that Hillary's server was hacked by, um, enemies of the U.S. foreign nations. We don't know which ones, they haven't said. Okay. So there there are some potentially damaging things that are coming out right now.
0: Okay, all right, which I'm I'm very much looking forward to finding out what is on that server. Uh, Coming back to sealed docs, all right. We talked about this in the beginning of summer, and after, you know, the program, we actually had one of our folks that has access to a, a legal database in their state look it up. And sure enough, there were thousands. Oh, of they
1: went on the, the PACER.gov website and found the seal indictments?
0: Oh, yeah, yeah, definitely. Uh, they're right. there, thousands. And and that's just one state, you know. And so throughout all the states, I mean, I, I can only imagine how many of these there are. But that's verified. And we had one of our folks at Bride uh, look into this that is a lawyer now I want to know, okay, uh, you said that these are gonna begin to be opened up soon. Um, how soon is soon and what are they waiting for? How soon is soon and what are they waiting for?
1: That is a big question. Um, Q posted an updated list of the seal indictments, and according to the gal who's keeping track of them on, on the spreadsheet, They added another 5,000 last month, so we're up to 45,000 sealed indictments. Now, the the problem is you have to look through and realize not all of them are federal, Mm. and not all of them are necessary felonies, and there's different categories. So I haven't gone into and looked at all that. I don't have the time to do that. I'm just trusting the work that other people are doing. When are the indictments going to be unsealed? That is a really good question. It would be, it would be pure speculation to to guess when I I don't have any revelation from God and I don't have any inside information on that. I really don't know. I would just suspect some of them will be unsealed before the midterms, but I don't know that for a fact. I had, I did have that one dream where I saw a lot of people being rounded up and arrested all at once. And that's, that tends to be how, how RICO cases go. When, when you've got a large group of people that are corrupt and it's a racketeering charge, they tend to arrest a lot of people all at once. Without, with no advance warning, just boom, one day a whole bunch of people get arrested. So that, I suspect that's how it's going to happen. I have no idea actually when that's going to happen.
0: Okay, very fair. On Facebook and Twitter, downfalls. Um, is there a connection into the bigger picture? And what is it? <laughs> of All course right. there is. You know that. <laughs> we just, uh, we just uh, okay. found out
1: today Facebook is, is talking to the banking industry, uh-huh. right? And, and Facebook is telling the banking industry, look, if you give us access to our customers' banking information, we'll give you access to their personal data. Come on. I'm not joking. There's all kinds of articles out there now just today that Facebook is trying to negotiate with the banking industry to give them our personal information so they can get personal banking information on us uh, that they can use on Messenger. So th- this whole thing is just, it's rolling along and it's there's more and more surveillance and more intrusion and you would think that they would already Kind of see the writing on the wall this is not going to, going to go well for them but mm-hmm. they continue to make those types of moves um twitter and facebook we just realized now that facebook has just banned alex jones they have taken down his youtube account he has been banned from facebook and and all of his content has essentially been stripped of the major platforms today alex jones wow they the, the, all the major platforms basically just hammered Alex Jones all at once. Um, censorship is getting worse. Shadow banning, obviously, on Twitter is is ridiculous. I have people that have been following me on Twitter for a long time, and they follow all my threads, and they tell me, "Look, I, I never get any of your notifications. I never see your stuff in my timeline. If I want to see anything you post, I have to go to your Twitter page. And sometimes I'll literally be watching one of your tweets." And a bunch of tweets will disappear in front of me as I'm reading them. Oh, <laughs> so, because it's, it's crazy what they're doing. I don't even know how they get away with this. It's it's nuts.
0: Because that's what they do. They just do whatever they want because they believe they're above law, above the law, fairness, right? anything, right? Right. Uh, I mean, there's so much funny business. I will tell you when I not even recently. This was like two and a half, three years ago on our YouTube channel when it was you know smaller than it is now, which is still not very large. Uh, our person that was posting YouTube videos at the time would go in one week, right? Post a new video, come out, go back the next day and watch our views drop by thousands. Days later, after thousands of people had watched more of our videos, this was years ago. Um, right. Our numbers have been messed with so much. if I add thirty friends on Facebook because I get constant people my followers will go down by twenty or thirty every time
1: I, yeah I, I have I have people on Twitter who have yeah. to refollow me on Twitter four or five times a week because Twitter keeps on disconnecting them and unfollowing me, and I have multiple people on Twitter who have to they have to compete continually. Refollow because Twitter is disconnecting them. It's
0: just crazy what they're doing. Well, it's like across platforms too. This is the I had released a book called Prayers to Shake Heaven and Earth, and it has eighty three. Nice reviews. cover design. Oh, oh, it was absolutely extraordinary. <laughs> Thank you, Denise. How is it that a book receives eighty three reviews and is out of stock continually for you know? three, four weeks at a time. Literally, it's like, who told you not to order more copies? So there's a lot of funny things that go on around censorship and intentional. I I, I don't know how to explain it. The the most direct is what you're talking about, though. this this funny business with Twitter and Facebook and all this. Anyway, um, I want to come back to Russia. Okay. All right. Is developing a relationship with Putin safe for Donald Trump?
1: I believe developing a good relationship with Putin is the best thing that Trump can do, and the deep state is terrified of that. All you need to do is look at the reactions of Brennan, Clapper, Comey, Ash Carter, uh, what's her name? Sally Yates. When they saw that Trump was having private meetings with Putin, they flipped. They went nuts. They went berserk. They demanded that the translators be deposed so that they could learn what they talked about in their private meeting. Why is the deep state concerned that Trump and Putin are talking uh, alone to them privately? Because Putin sent a signal to them in the joint press conference when he talked about Bill Browder and the money that Bill Browder gave to the Clinton campaign that no one was supposed to know about. Hmm. Uh, Putin was basically telling them, we have secrets on you. And guess what I'm going to talk to your president about? Trump already has all the information from the NSA. He's going to get information from Russian intelligence, and we're going to expose it, you clowns. And that's what they're afraid of. They're afraid that Putin and Trump are going to work together to take down the deep state. And and I think that is what's happening. Trump has had communications with Putin for a long time. We know that they had uh, a phone call on March 20th, I think it was, that wasn't supposed to be publicly known, but the Kremlin leaked the information about that call and it kind of went out on, on the news. I believe Trump and Putin understand each other. I believe they respect each other and I believe they want to work toward mutually agreeable goals of denuclearization, stabilization in Syria and Iran in setting up a fair and competitive market for energy and getting rid of corruption uh, that has destroyed a a lot of uh, people's lives. That is what I see Trump and Putin working toward. And that is what terrifies the deep state. They don't want that.
0: Hmm. So at the end of the day, you think it's one of the better decisions that Trump could be making?
1: Absolutely, it's strategic. It, It is going to reap massive benefits for everybody. Trump said during the election, when he was campaigning and he was in the debates, he kept asking Hillary and Jeb Bush and Marco Rubio and Ted Cruz, what is wrong with us getting along with Russia? Why do we have to eternally think Russia has to be our enemy? Why can't we get along with them? And they didn't get it because, you know, a lot of them are deep state pawns and they just have to f- keep. Spinning this, we have to be at war with Russia. We have to, you know, spend more money and more bombs and more wars. And Trump was like, "No, we don't have to. <laughs> we need to rethink this equation. We do not have to eternally be at war with Russia." And that's and what he's—he's going to prove that. The,
0: the, the, the truth is, you know, as I've done my own musings and ponderings on the subject of Russia, I, I've come to similar conclusions. It's like if. They're one of the biggest, you know, uh, superpowers in the world and, and we are not at great friction with them. That just means there's less to explode on this planet, I, I mean, uh, geopolitically and otherwise. So it, it just doesn't make sense to think that they have to remain a firm enemy, like, like you're saying. And so, okay, fair. What's up with this assassination attempt?
1: I suspect there are a lot more assassination attempts that we don't know about that have happened
0: mm-hmm.
1: that the Secret Service and other government agencies have picked up on and thwarted. They're probably happening pretty regularly, and this is just another one. You're talking about the one at the wilkes rally where this guy was arrested said i'm hearing voices telling me to go kill trump and he was going to go to the rally and he ended up at this at this gal's house yeah i mean they're you know (laughs) you know the guy's hearing voices and he's he's like he says i got all these voices are telling me to do this stuff all right you know about mk ultra (laughs) well (laughs) you know you know way more than i know about it
0: it, (laughs) the last time i had you on the program or I was on your YouTube channel, whichever way it spins. <laughs> um, I really wanted to focus on Q, and uh, man, you're the man for the job. But at the moment you get into this kind of conversation, of course, we can talk about that. <laughs> especially especially some of these newer military projects, which employ a lot of voice-to-skull technologies. They're using well frequency-based technologies to put thoughts and voices inside of people that go beyond any kind of split personality issues. Uh, and, and, and there is a great deal of manipulation that can transpire. And I work with people that have this problem, both the frequency-based projections making them targeted individuals and the dissociation because of the trauma and projects they've been through. Right. And they are deploying them as assets.
1: They are. Absolutely are. They've been doing it for a long time. And fortunately, um, Secret Service is on high alert. Their head's on a swivel, and they're always looking for information. And NSA is continually feeding them any communications that they get where they suspect someone is being programmed and is talking about those things. I think they're doing a really good job of picking up on that. I think there's a lot more of it going on than most people are aware of.
0: Okay, last time I had you on, um, and we were talking about North Korea, and uh, it, it was a walk in the park, cakewalk, right, it shook hands, great work, Donald Trump, what's going he, on? I think he
1: left uh, Singapore early, if I'm not mistaken. Yeah.
0: <laughs> <laughs> so so what's going on now? Yeah, Yeah, right.
1: <laughs> Um, what is going on now? Uh, Pompeo has been over to uh, North Korea pretty often. He actually, I think, yesterday he on Twitter he said he was in communications with his counterpart, essentially the North Korean Secretary of State, and they are working on specific denuclearization programs. Building um, some, I guess you would call it détente. Um, building some trust, uh, hammering out some issues. They've, we've been re- getting the bodies back of, of soldiers who died in the Korean War. Um, th- there seems to be a lot of cooperation going. On. It's it's happening very quickly. I don't think people expected us to get back our uh, our captives, our th- the bodies of the soldiers, and everything else. Is it's all. Moving very quickly. You know, there were these rumblings again from Susan Rice, Sally Yates, Comey about oh, oh no, 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 North Korea, they're building more weapons and they're building this and they're building that. And Pompeo has been over there. He's almost, that's like his home away from home. Pompeo has been over to North Korea so much. If anything weird is going on, North Korea, Pompeo is on top of it. And Pompeo seems to be genuinely impressed with the way things are moving along with North Korea. Um, I will say this. It's become obvious to me that of the people in Trump's inner circle, Trump probably trusts Pompeo as much as he trusts anybody in government right now. He and Pompeo are on the same wavelength. There's total trust. And Trump had to find a person he trusted more than anyone else to let them take care of the North Korea issue. And he has total trust in Pompeo. Pompeo seems to be doing all the right things. And I think think people are going to be amazed at what happens with North Korea just in the next few months.
0: What are some of the other developments that have really I mean, moved you as you've been following all of the different Q posts and developments throughout the summer that are just like, all right. We well,
1: one of the things that yeah. just makes me laugh when I read about it. All mm-hmm. right? If you've been reading any of the mainstream media articles on Q, they love to tie the Q movement to be, and call it a pizza gate like conspiracy, right? Because <laughs> There's this conspiracy about, you know, sexual abuse and among the powerful and the wealthy, right? Yep. So that's their angle. They're saying Q is just this conspiracy about this debunked Pizzagate theory, right? Completely overlooking the fact that people like Harvey Weinstein and Kevin Spacey have yep. been outed, arrested, removed from their shows, Hollywood producers, actors, uh, you've got Allison and Mack and the six people who have been indicted in, re- in relation to the Nexium sex cult, which is a perverted, weird cult where they program them and they use them as sex slaves. What do you describe that like if you don't say this is like a Pizzagate cons- thing? It's Hollywood people who are involved in a sex cult and the mainstream media will completely di- for like no 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 don't look at any of that because Pizzagate was has already been debunked <laughs> right <laughs> but q q uh-huh. has been telling us look hey what's going on with alison mac and the, and the nextium sex cult and all these hollywood actors being exposed right hollywood and, and the media is like no no don't don't, don't look at that we debunked mm-hmm. that stuff a long time ago right to me that's just it's hilarious that that the media thinks they can pull the wool over
0: people's eyes. They they really do. Um, they they think that people are very stupid. Right.
1: They they call them sheep.
0: Yeah. And you know I, I've been looking at Q, and I, I the uh, the conclusion I've come to is that this is this really is an operation uh, designed to prepare people for what's coming. Yep. I, I really think that at its absolutely, point, it's an operation. I think it's a group of. Uh, folks, probably with the leader who's in charge, but a group, and you can, you know, correct me if I'm wrong and totally off base here, but working together with access to top level military stuff and also Donald Trump in a very personal way. And they are putting information out in in, in an operation to engage interests, to engage a grassroots uh, 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 awareness and um, ultimately to prepare people for what's going to unfold so that total shock isn't part of the equation it's just going to be partial shock
1: right that is what q has said at the very beginning this is a program to gradually roll out and uncover things that have been happening for a long time that people are unaware of and if it isn't brought to light slowly and carefully They'll either be so shocked, they'll go and burn down Washington, D.C., or they'll completely reject the truth. So it has to be done slowly. One of the things that I want to talk to you about. Yep. Do you think, what do you think the relevance is of Trump mentioning the Space Force in every one of his rallies over the last three months?
0: Okay, so, so, so my first answer Speaking is... Speaking of unveiling
1: secret government programs slowly. <laughs> uh,
0: <laughs> uh, okay, so um, <clears throat> I, will, I, I, will, I will say this. I mean, how far do you want me to go here? I mean, because... Hey, I, man, it's
1: your, it's your interview. <laughs> I,
0: I, I, I will tell you that I work with people, right, that have come out of secret government projects. Okay, right. so th- they were born prepared, uh, some, some of them were sold, some of them were simply, you know, uh, they are different ways of being brought into these government projects and programmed. The programming often includes torture, torment, drugs, it includes rape, shattering of the mind, uh, they interface it with technologies, um, they, they use lights, they use sound, they use all kinds of things. Well, one of the things that many, many people do remember is being taken to certain NASA facilities to be put into, as children, on drugs, the uh, astronaut uh, circle machine, where they just spin them and and it's... Like a centrifuge or whatever? Yeah, it's an exercise in anti-gravity. But they had to be put in these things as children. Um, And it's highly traumatizing to go in there as a child on drugs. It's really, really uh, bad. And So what what would they use something like that for? Well, a lot of these kids had parts that were prepared for secret space program operations. But what people don't understand about secret space program is that they're using more soul parts that are fragmented out of body in what we've uncovered than physical bodies being sent into space. And it's been a big part of evil agendas connected to the higher powers. One of the crazy things that people don't realize can happen, but it's actually being pumped into the public consciousness through movies like Avatar, is that they can take a person's soul essence or piece of it and prepare a body and put that piece of soul in the body and send the body out. We found this to be true in the case of many of the survivors we've worked with, they have parts that are prepared literally programmed to do secret space operations pulled out of the body and put in other bodies and sent off in craft or other things and if their bodies die in space and so forth they can pull the soul back and that the physical person that was programmed and maybe was a hundred thousand a million dollar project they don't lose that asset uh and um it, it gets stranger and stranger but what we need to understand is that there's been a lot of stuff going on over our heads outside of Earth's atmosphere for a long time. Uh, I have reports to me coming back from operations on the moon, um, on other planets. They've used jump gates to get there. They've used uh, craft and UFO to get there. I mean, this is all going to sound very, very wacky to people, but I have the memories. I have the notes. I have all this stuff. I mean, and, and it's like, you know, maybe one person's lying, maybe two persons lying. But when I have 15, 20, 30, 40 people each giving me their own account of these kinds of events from their perspective or the perspective of their brokenness, there comes a point where you say, I've hit a critical mass. This is actually happening. And right. right. Sure,
1: I mean, I would have said six months ago, this is crazy. This is insane. This is the quackiest conspiracy theory I've ever heard of, right? Mm. I have been slowly doing my own research and I've been finding things that are confirming some of the stuff you're talking now. For those people who don't know who Daniel is, Daniel is a Christian minister who primarily does ministry to people who have been through uh, ritual abuse, mind control, and programming. He's been doing this for years. This is what he does. And he and I got connected because I do a lot of healing prayer and I've developed uh, an interest in healing emotional trauma. And he deals with a lot of people who need healing of emotional trauma. So that's our overlap. He and I have never discussed this before, but as crazy as it sounds, you have a lot of cases of people. Who are telling you the same things over and over again and well, how do you dismiss all those people
0: you can't and, and here's what happens right the more i talk about it the more people write in and if they have the opportunity to sit down with me because it's becoming harder and harder for me to sit down with new people uh because of the demand it's as crazy as it sounds for what i say i tell you the demand for help from someone that is educated on these things is vast.
1: I know, and the it number of people vast. trained and equipped to do it is tiny. It's,
0: it, it's smaller than it should be. Yeah. Uh, yeah. But yeah, yeah. I, I mean, this, this comes a certain point where everyone that has not you know had this experience maybe can't just assume that these kinds of things are not part of the equation just because it's not their experience. Because right. when you have 10, 20, 30, 40, 50 people coming forward saying, yep this is this this is what i've been through you 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 have to just pause and say okay am i in my own head or am i actually basing my conclusions on what's really happening based on a reasonable assessment of what's being reported you know the bible says out of the mouth of two or three witnesses let all things be established how about 40 okay um (laughs) right (laughs) what do you do with that and 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 the secret space program is a, is really, really interesting There's a whole lot going on with this and, and and here's here's something that people need to realize in verse twenty of Colossians chapter one it says, "By the blood of his cross, everything in heaven and earth is brought back to himself, back to its original intent restored to innocence again now that's the passion translation it's really beautiful English. Version of the Bible, but in essence, what it's saying is God has a redemptive agenda for the heavens and the earth. So for us to think that the only thing we have to concern with, ourselves with, or that the enemy would be tampering with, is earth stuff and below the cloud line, is kind of short-sighted. That's the point. I would agree. Uh, so I would agree. So so there's definitely stuff going on, Dave, and I think that Trump is hinting at it. And
1: well. Let me share you something with you. Um, I had this dream before Trump was elected. I had a lot of dreams, prophetic dreams, where God showed me things before they happened. And this one dream, mamma mia, uh, it was August before the election, so 2016. In the dream, I had to make a choice about who I was going to vote for for president and I chose Trump and I went into this experience where it was like I went into another dimension like in the future and I was living in a society where there was no poverty, no lack, no disease. Everybody was living a lavish, blessed lifestyle. I was literally in in a society where it was like we were living in heaven on earth. And it was a result of voting for Trump. Now, I have had almost two years to think about that dream. And the things that Q has been dropping have hinted at the idea that there are cures for diseases that big pharma has kept hidden so that they can give us chemotherapy instead of the cure for cancer oh they can Lord. sell us chemotherapy keep us sick make a lot of money off of it but never heal us that there imagine if imagine if trump now i've heard trump he has, he has called out big pharma a number of times and has told them your corruption and your profiteering days are over. Prices are coming down, but that's only the beginning of it. Q dropped this. It was a question for us to look into the deaths of the mysterious deaths of people who researched holistic and natural remedies. And I found 80 people that have been killed over the, in recent years, unsolved murders, and they're all researchers in healthcare.
0: I'll say this. And the
1: next day, the next day, articles showed up on the internet proclaiming the release of the discovery of a new uh, antibiotic that would essentially cure all of the multi-drug resistant forms of bacteria that we have not been able to cure for the last 20 years. The next day, an article, news article came out about that. And and Q, Q said, look, either they will put these cures out there or we're going to expose their corruption and they can face the, pu- the public anger. I suspect that Trump is going to force the hand of some corrupt people if big pharma has been hiding cures for their own, you know, greedy purposes and all that stuff is exposed and the cures come out. What would happen, think about this financially, what would happen if the wealth of the Rockefellers, the Rothschilds, George Soros, the Saudi princes, what would happen if 10 or 15 or $20 trillion worth of wealth were suddenly returned to average people? What would happen if HIV, hepatitis, and all those diseases were suddenly cured? What would happen if the CIA was no longer able to create wars? for human trafficking, organ harvesting, weapons sales, uh, uh, heroin production. What would happen if all that was, was
0: done away with? Well, You see where this is going? Th- that, but that hits the deep pockets of the 0.1%. Yes. Steve. That, yes. That's where the, the real power brokers get their pockets
1: hit. What happens if all those people, okay, the Global Magnitsky Act, the executive order that Trump signed December 21st of last year that allows the treasury department to freeze the assets of people known to be involved in human rights, abuse, human trafficking, and corruption. Okay. They have already frozen the assets of a lot of people. In fact, there was an article that came out in the springtime about seven Russian oligarchs, billionaires, all of them, they had their assets frozen because they had been proven to be involved in in some very corrupt practices. What happens if the government is able to seize the assets of corrupt wealthy people and return that money to, to people, to average people like you and I, instead of somebody living on $20,000 a year, they may be living on $40,000 a year. What if you are able to cure drug addiction and alcoholism, we would be living in a society that is blessed that is prosperous and it is almost like heaven on earth and i believe that the infor- the information that q is putting out and the, and the agenda that i think trump has is to expose all this crap take the money from the rich from these rich corrupt people and give it back to the average people to reveal cures that we've had for a long time, to reveal technology, energy technology that we've had for a long time that would make coal and oil obsolete. And I think we're going to see some radical transformation, changes in society in the next five years. People are not going to even believe what it's gonna look like five years from now when they look back.
0: Well, I'll tell you this. There's a documentary that people need to watch if they haven't seen it yet, okay? This documentary is called Cancer, the Forbidden Cures. Cancer, the Forbidden Cures. If you're listening to this YouTube, make that your next stop. Or if you're listening to my podcast, make that your next stop. Cancer, the Forbidden Cures. Because I'm telling you, this documentary, which is old, goes through a whole series of times cancer was cured. And then that cure was suppressed by big pharma and people that they had, you know, uh in their pockets why because the big pharma people uh become the FDA people that determine what goes and does not go through or they just buy them out it's really a big mess um there is such an agenda against naturopathic medicine it's it 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 is um not really a conspiracy theory it, it it's a fact <laughs> uh Because if you have a disease that you can make fifty thousand or a hundred thousand dollars per person on by medicating over an extended period of time, and suddenly you have that same issue being solved with a diet change and some naturopathic remedies that cost fifty bucks, suddenly you've lost a fifty thousand dollar stream of revenue as the power broker over that system. Now Cancer and diabetes are two of the biggest money makers in big pharma. Cancer and diabetes. Why? Because those things to treat over an extended period of time make them a lot of money. Yep. So why would you want someone with a solution to cancer that costs a person a thousand dollars to get away with it, when you that that that's forty nine thousand dollars a head that you're not getting minus their thousand and by the way let's multiply that over hundreds of thousands of people the problem is that the robbery is unsustainable because there are more sick people than there are paying people into the uh, insurance companies to keep the thing floating and that's been a transition they're not sure how they're going to fix in the near future and I guess some, some of these real powerful people to say well we'll just kill them all once we've taken all their money I believe that God has a better plan Dave, I don't know about you, but I absolutely
1: believe God has a better plan. (laughs) (laughs) I don't, I don't think this was God's plan. What we're living (laughs) with right now was not the plan.
0: Right, right. I mean, um, you know, the, the uh, big pharma and medical industry has been one of the greatest uh, 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 operations to enslave people to debt that there is. Now, you know, I, more people have to declare bankruptcy that have, medical insurance that can't afford their medical bills. I I mean, it's just ridiculous. Um, And then, you you know, uh, I think, I I think there's going to have to be some, just because I believe just like you, that there are a lot of cures and a lot of things that once they are not suppressed because they're already out there and certain people, if they know the right people and have the right access, have it anyway, it's going to change the lives of the masses.
1: Yep. And that is what the, the really rich and powerful in the deep state, that's what they fear. They do not want that information going public because then they lose all control
0: of everything. My goodness. My goodness. Um, I'm, I'm having a lot of fun in this conversation, Dave. <laughs> this, this, this is really good. Um, what are some of the other things that God is revealing to you in dreams that you are comfortable? Sharing or feel you have a release to share?
1: Uh, you know, honestly, uh, probably 90% of my dreams are about Q right now. Wow. They're about things that Q is going to post. So, oh, healthcare, actually. I had a dream, I think it was Friday or Saturday night, where the next thing that Q, not the next thing, but I was putting together research based on drops that Q was posting about healthcare and now that we since we've been talking about healthcare um, I believe that Q is going to switch topics or bring up the topic of healthcare and it's going to become a much bigger issue on Q's board soon and that's going to have a bunch of us doing research on what has been hidden in the healthcare industry what has been concealed and what needs to be revealed um, oh, I think that's one of the things we're going to be talking about pretty soon.
0: I need to talk about one thing here. Did you know that Bayer bought Monsanto? Yep. Okay, this is why, folks, this is important. Okay, first of all, Bayer has its roots in Nazi Germany. Okay, like back in the day, this is not a wholesome family company that just makes aspirin. They, they have a lot of things going on they, and they do engineer drugs now monsanto has been engineering our food for decades Um, they have introduced all kinds of things into our persons through gmos that are slowly killing a lot of us why do you
1: think so many people have gluten intolerance
0: intolerance is the right word
1: we're talking about wheat we're talking about a food that people have been eating for centuries, and now all of a sudden in the last 20 years, there's this epidemic of people who have allergic reactions, uh, immune reactions to wheat. Why?
0: You're telling me that's not connected to the GMOs? Of course it's connected to the GMOs. And, and, and the, the, the fact of the matter is, you know, they've been engineering this stuff, but with Bayer, buying Monsanto and putting this uh drug company and this food corporation engineering all of these seeds under the same umbrella you're going to have a whole new level of engineering capacity for food and i i i think that if they are permitted to get away with it they would like to put more can i just say poison into the food that we are forced to grow and then consume. Uh, And I I believe that there has to be a decisive move against what they're-
1: Yeah, I I would imagine that Trump and his people are pretty hip to that. And I think they have a plan to neutralize the effect of that agenda. I don't know specifics. I just, I see what Trump is doing And when he identifies corrupt practices or things that put people into bondage, he is not going to let too much time go by before I think he addresses that.
0: Well, I'll tell you what, Dave, I'm going to be praying.
1: Me too. (laughs) Me too. Uh, uh, I would love nothing better than for Denise to be able to get rid of her, her gluten issues. She, she can't eat gluten. It, It wrecks her. GI tract. I have so many friends who are, you know, they have autoimmune issues of various kinds, everything from arthritis um, to, you know, well, you name it. And I think a lot of those things could be quickly dealt with if uh, cures and causes were not being concealed by evil people.
0: Well, folks, I'm I'm gonna say this. the, uh, the biggest uh, thing at play here, in my opinion, is that the agenda of Jesus Christ, which is good, is being pursued um, in prayer and in uh, whatever sphere of assignment or authority that we have. And I believe that uh, our prayers are going to move a divine hand over this whole situation that's going to cause things to work together for the good of those that love God and are called according to his purpose, which includes, uh, well, you and I, <laughs> and, uh, our listeners, those that uh, know Jesus and those that don't know him yet. Um, I, I just wanna ask you this, Dave, is there anything that you wanna add onto this conversation before we press pause and uh, hopefully plan for a round three?
1: no i think i have covered everything i i I want to cover right now okay i can't think of anything else i'd like to add
0: i I believe that we are in an epic moment in history no matter what side of the fence you're on it is definitely some exciting stuff that's going on and um, i believe that this is going to end in the best way possible so dave thank you so much for your time
1: thank you dan for your insights. Observations, and uh, for having me on the show, I always
0: love talking to you. You know that. I hey, love having you on the show, brother. Folks, until next time, God bless and Godspeed. You've been listening to Discovering the Truth with Dan Duvall. If you would like to connect with us at Bride Ministries. Or to support what we are doing financially, visit us at www.bridemovement.com.